where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. It's not a time to get distracted. And this is not a time to go off course. This is not a time to lose your focus. Got a word to do. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you in all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. Most of all, Father, I ask you to lead and guide me that I speak nothing of myself, but I speak that which you would have me to say and enable me to do those things that will cause someone to be edified. I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. In Jesus the Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, praise God. Praise the Lord. We thank God for you, you, and especially you, amen, that have tuned in this night. Amen. Uh, I tried, Jasmine gave me a, for my birthday, a holer, but the but the thing telling me to try another way. So I don't know. It says try another way. It's going forth. So I'm just going to have to ride along with it. Amen. But we thank God for her thinking about me and want me to get up from my box. I usually uh, have the, uh, my phone on a box. So she didn't want me to keep using that box. She waited till my birthday, and I thank God for she uh, was concerned enough. She got me a real expensive foam holder that I don't know what to do with. So it may look a little different today, and hopefully I get it together the next time. If it ain't, I'll turn it another way because that's what the machine telling me to turn it another way, and I've been used to doing it that way, so we're going to roll with that. Amen. We thank God for those. I, I, I thank God. Uh, I don't say this enough. I have a son um, that's married. My oldest boy is married, amen, to uh, his uh, 
wife, Danielle, they've been married 21 years. As a young couple, I, I have to take my hat off to them, amen. And he believed, just like Daddy believed, that marriage is to the end, amen. And through their little ups and downs, they yet have a mindset to want to hold on. We thank God for them. We are looking forward. This weekend, we're going to a wedding. Uh, Brother Pastor Chris Hubbleby and uh, Cherie will be getting married, amen, this weekend, and we are looking forward for that. Amen. I'm thanking the Lord for what God is doing, what he's going to do, and how he's doing it in my life. Amen. We got a call from Louisiana, and we are thanking God that the Lord is blessing there. Uh, hopefully, we'll get there real soon, probably around February or something, and uh, just have a couple of house services. Amen. And that's what it's all about, believers. We that are uh, teaching, I'm not trying to start churches. I'm not trying to do this. I'm trying to get the gospel out. Amen. I'm trying to uh, encourage those sheep that's lost. Amen. That they would come back to the sheepfold. And not only that, I'm trying to encourage those that don't even know that they are sheep in order that they may as well come back and come to be a part of the sheepfold. I'm telling you, I'm hearing stuff today I never had, well, I have had phone calls, had phone calls that uh, about a uh, young man, uh, uh, forgot his name, uh, Bryant, I believe that's his last, now I can't think of it, but he got Eddie. Long Bishop Eddie Long's church, and uh, uh, somebody else called me about uh, the he bought uh, the man that was in uh, the church in Greenville, I think, bought his wife uh, two hundred thousand dollars. His sister live here in Atlanta, and the brother that called me, they live here in Atlanta, but it, the news doesn't travel all the way here in Atlanta that he did that in Greenville, South Carolina. I don't know about those things. I heard a little something about uh, Jamal Bryant getting Eddie Long Church, and I heard a little something about the man buying his wife a $200,000 car. I, it, I have no part of it, so I, I have no need to, uh, I guess, uh, deal with that. It's too much other stuff we need to be dealing with, believers. And I'm not being facetious or whatever. Uh, whether Jamal Bryant is the man of God done changed over, you know, everybody can change. Everybody can repent. Everybody can do uh, different. And I understand that, but I don't know. I don't know and don't want to guess. Uh, it's just too much other things that I want to focus on doing more so than that. And uh, for the man buying his wife a, a car, I guess it's if people's is uh, all right with it, then guess what? I ain't no use in me saying nothing about it 
because I don't fellowship there. I don't give a dollar or nothing. So there is no need for me to say anything about that as well. But I say this to those of you that are chosen and called out, then what are you doing to make a difference? See, it's so easy for us to get um, on on this person or that person. And, and, and what that can do is focus you off of what you're supposed to be doing. You know, because in this day and time, while we focusing on them, what about us? What are we doing? How are we doing what we're doing? Uh, Yes, uh, we're going to have difference of opinions. We're going to have different doctoring. We don't say nothing about that. As I say, when it comes to the corporate world, we got some people that's working in the office, some people that's working on, uh, on, you know, on the outside. So that's a natural thing. We don't argue about that. We don't tell that person that's working outside, man, you need your office job. That man will probably wouldn't even want an office job. And the reason he wouldn't want an office job because that's he comfortable in that era, in that area. And uh, so so as it is now, and you say, well, Brother Webb, but the Bible is different. You're right. But you got to understand God called everybody to be a different disciple in whatever area that he called. Amen, amen. Whether you believe it or not, he calls some peoples. Uh, we can go with uh, just right off the top of our head, we call Peter. And uh, Peter was an uneducated fisherman. The scripture called him ignorant and unlearned, but God called him. Where he also called Paul, which wrote about 13 books of the, we know for sure, maybe more, but we do know for sure uh, in the New Testament. So, uh, again, that he called him well-learned and able to speak other languages. So, you know, again, it was for a purpose and for a reason. Peter couldn't be Paul and Paul couldn't be Peter. But the problem when we wind up getting people to try to play another, play the other person's position, and that's the problem that we have. We are not willing to forsake ourselves to do what God would have us to do, but we would rather condemn this person or that person more so than being in a light to these people. It's some people who really need to have a light shine in their life. And maybe you got an answer. I, I promise you, I'm going to accept God change me. I'm going to stick on the direction he calling me to do. And the direction he calling me to do, I, I, I must do it and tell the people, you need a guideline. Don't tell me you're following Christ and you don't have a guideline. You can do whatever you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, you, there are some rules and regulations, just like everything else, your job, just like uh, uh, your schooling or your driving, you got rules and regulations, folks. How is it that we don't want to have no rules and regulation in Christ? I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just don't believe that. And, I, I, and it's sad that these preachers are telling peoples that if you just confess with your mouth 
and believe with your heart, you are saved. No, 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 no. That ain't what the Bible said. The Bible doesn't say that. See, they have took the scriptures out of context. And because they took them out of context, then here's the problem. Be, they have made it be something that God never said. Because you do that, that doesn't make you saved. Because you confess with your mouth and you say you believe in your heart. How many people, when they went to the altar uh, to marry uh, a man or a woman, meaning a man marrying a woman and a woman marrying a man, how many people that went to that altar with false intent? No, no, no. The majority, we know some of them did, yeah. But the majority of peoples went to that altar they had a concept that they believed that, that they was going to be together. To death do they depart. They did. They believed it that. They had in mind uh, that this is what I'm going to do. But somewhere down the road, somewhere down the line, they got a different concept. Now, some people, they already knew that they was marrying for the wrong reason. Some was marrying for money. Some was marrying for security. Some was marrying for whatever we can name. But then you had the mass majority, the mass majority people, when they married, they married to death, do they depart? They believe in that. Even out there in Hollywood, if it don't work, we might get a divorce, but uh, we're believing that it's going to work. So uh, I said that to say, it doesn't make you saved. It says, shall be. And for a preacher to make people feel that you saved because you did something, then he's stepping over the bounds of God. You got to let those people know there are things that you got to do. You got to read the word. You got to pray, folks. You got to do these things. You got to find a direction in what God would have for you to do. He just don't save you just to say you save. Uh, you uh, did this and you doing that. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's a trick of the enemy. That's a deception that the enemy is giving people. Now, I would ask you, what, you know, what kind of disciple are you? What was your calling? What was the purpose of your calling? How is it that you called to be in the body of Christ and you're not making an effect. Remember now, if we was in uh, a baseball game, I'm using that. Somebody say, well, you're wearing it out. I'm going to wear it out, okay? If you was playing baseball, I would want you to get up and get a hit sometime. Or I want you to catch a ball sometime. I would look for you to do that if we on the same team. How is it that, and, and let's go with wall. In, in, in a battle, even if you ain't on the front line, if you cooking, the soldiers are hoping that you will have a meal. I know we living in a modern time. They got the meal that you open the pack and the pack heat up now and you can eat a hot meal and so on and so on. But back in the day, they didn't have it. OK, they had to have somebody to cook. They had to have somebody to if in case you got hurt. They would uh, help you out. So my question is, that's the problem. Uh, I mean, my answer is that's the problem. 
we are not doing, playing our part. So we got a massive confusion. We're worrying about she, what she doing, what he doing, how come he did it, how come she doing this, and all that. And we missing, we truly missing the foundation that when Jesus called. You know what? Here's the thing. Let me, let me just go to this, okay? Um, in uh, the book of uh, Matthews, uh, I believe I won't. Uh, and in the midst of it, it says, uh, no, that ain't what I want. I'm, I apologize. I want Mark, okay? Not Matthews, I want Mark. It says, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and for the gospel's sake, the same shall save it. For what shall it, for what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Uh, whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and and my word in this adulterous and sinful generation, him also shall the son of man be ashamed when he come in the glory of of the Father with uh, his holy angels. Now listen. Now, here's my, 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 my question to you, okay? My question to you is this. How is it that you're saying you're called to do a work, but you're not doing nothing but chalking up time? Yes, chalking time up. What you mean, chalking time? You're marching in place, if you want to talk about the military. If you want to say you're in the military of the Lord, you're marching in place. Well, what about anything else? Guess what? If you are in a sport, in the baseball, you're sitting on the bench. You're not participating. You got your uniform on, as you call it, and you got the uniform, and you're saying, I'm, a, I'm in the game of the Lord. I'm doing the Lord's will. I'm doing that. And that sounds good, believers. But if you don't have no manifestation, if you're not doing nothing, then what kind of disciple are you? Who disciple are you? Because, see, if you was a disciple of Christ, you would be trying to find out the direction on what he was called. Now, listen, everybody that we talks about, and, and we'll deal with just a few of them, Everybody want to talk about Judas. Judas, oh, Judas, oh, Judas hysterical. Uh, 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 he was the one that sold out, that sold out Christ for 30 pieces of silver and all this. And, and, and we understand that. But he had a purpose, and he was there. 
I can show you in the scripture where Judas went forth and preached, where Judas went forth and cast out devils. So people get all excited about somebody casting out devils. They get all excited about somebody doing so many great works. And, and then uh, 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 Matthew seven twenty one back it up as well. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, have we not cast out devil? Have we not did this? Have we not did that? And then he said, I depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now, now, now listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. It doesn't matter what you are doing except you are trying to win souls. That's what it's about. Now, yes, you got to take a stand on certain things. Because when you deal with, when I read about in the Pharisees and the Sadducees, when they came to Christ, Christ had to take a stand. Uh, Peter had to take a stand. Paul had to take a stand. They, they couldn't allow just anything and anybody go through. See, we letting everything slide now. other words, that's why we don't got rap in the church. That's why we don't got women's pastors in the church. And we saying, why are you fighting that, brother? I'm not fighting it. I'm just saying uh, if somebody loved me enough, showed me scripture, yeah, I know. I done heard the argument. You just not uh, educated enough. If you get certain words and you divide them up in this word, yeah. But we are talking about in the regular King James Version Bible, and I understand there are different. I, got, I, I can promise you I got at least five, 16, five different 1611 Bibles. So I understand that we have a uh, different concept, but it's still saying that God called, have chose the man to be the head, okay, for that man to lead the, the, the peoples of God, okay? When we got it backwards, we're going to come up with a mess because if we start with a mess, we're coming up with a mess. No, I'm not women bashing God used women. Yes, he do. I believe that he used them very. If they stay in they, 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 their calling, just like if the man stay in his calling. And it, it, it ain't for me. Uh, I, I'm just a messenger. That's what I am. I'm a messenger to tell you what thus says the Lord. That's all I can do. Now, whether you accept it or reject it, then you got to deal with God. And then I hope you pray for Brother Ware and say, uh, God, you need to help that man. You need to enlighten that man because he's living in the stone ages. He's living in a time that he hadn't came up to the time. But I don't believe that the word of God changes. I'm sorry. I, I, I just can't believe that. I believe the same word of God that I believe in 1976 is the same word that I believe today. Yes, we have more knowledge in certain things, and God blesses us in certain things, but we still have the basic. And the basic thing is that when once one person comes to Christ, the Bible says, if any man be in Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Why ain't we seeing new? Why aren't we seeing new conditions. Why are we seeing the same people's telling you, don't judge me because I'm doing this or I'm doing that? No, ma'am, I'm not. No, sir, I'm not judging. But I know the Bible teaches me it's got to be a different. It's got to show for it should be a different inside. 
and even saints don't have love and compassion for one another anymore. They, they I mean, they want to prove that I'm right and everybody else is wrong and I ain't studying you. But it's not like that. It's compassion. It's, Lord, how can I help this person to grow a higher heights? What can I do to help? And now everybody ain't, ain't that ain't everybody wrong neither now that God have that special few that he called to do that. But I'll help if God say so. But I just believe certain peoples need to be rebuked and need to give the word. I'm sorry. That's, that's what it took for me. And I'm sorry. I saw it happen to others. And that's the problem. We got a watered-down gospel. We got peoples doing any and everything in the name of the Lord. And in the, in the midst of all that, in the midst of them having a form of godliness, God, that's what it is. Because, see, when we go through the disciples, like I say, we all talk about Judas. But guess what? Christ did. He went further. I'm going to tell you who he went further with. Peter and John. Peter, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Peter and Andrew. Uh, th- those was two brothers when he called them. And in the midst of it, they was also fishermen. But they had a, a different mentality than when he called Matthews. Because uh, after the break, when I come back, I'm going to show you that we was dealing with two different people. And Jesus dealt with them two, on two different levels. In other words, he didn't spend a lot of time. He was walking through uh, by the seashore, and he saw Peter and uh, Andrews uh, mending their nets and say, look, uh, come and follow me, and I'll make you a fisherman of men. He didn't go through a whole lot of hoopla and this and that. He just said, look, drop the net, and you come on and follow me. I'm going to be back in a couple of minutes, and then we're going to get into the attitudes of the disciples. I believe that's what we're missing today, that we are not looking at we have a calling and God called you with the attitude you got to do what you supposed to do and not what Brother Ware is doing. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. Please call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, welcome back, Brother Ware.
Well, we're back. Amen. As she said, it's 404-355-8699. Question or comment. Amen. We would uh, love to hear from you if you have a question or you want to make a comment. Now, uh, we are again thanking the Lord. Please, do you, would you please write down the new address? She's going to say it at the end of the broadcast. Uh, we uh having our home base moved to Easley, South Carolina. So please be mindful of that. Write it down. We want to hear from you. Amen. Those that want to write letters, those that want to visit our website, please do so. It's brotherjamesware.org. All right, 404-355-8699. Nine. All right. And we was talking, what kind of disciple are you? Okay. And the reason I ask you that, you know, some people are in it for the money. Judas. Judas was a person. I'm just going, I'm not going to linger on it. But Judas was a man that was right there. He carried the purse. And, and, and he didn't have that much money in spite of what these hypocrite and preachers want to tell you that he had a lot of money. He didn't have that much because he said we only had them when they questioned Christ twice about the money. We ain't got enough money to feed all these people, you know. And uh, but nevertheless, Judas was consumed by the materialistic thing or what we say money. The scripture said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Now, to those of you that's uh, good on the Bible, you might say, I missed one word. Well, you go ahead and read it. It's First uh, John, the second chapter, 15th verse, starting there. But uh, a lot of times, what get us is the love of money. We want to make money. And I get, I get this. I don't think, I, I do think that believers, the majority of them live beneath their privileges. They are not living according to what the Lord would have them. But they can't live that way because they got the wrong mentality. They don't even have the mentality about one another. They wind up criticizing and and ridiculing one another more so than trying to help one another. So therefore, uh, if you can't be faithful in a few things, he sure enough can't make you ruler over many things or in much money. He can't do it. So Judas allowed the materialistic thing, allowed 30 pieces of silver to mess him up. I just believe because he had an empty vessel. So I believe that, you say, what you mean, empty vessel? Well, he started doing things, but he would not receive the spirit and the anointing of God. That's why you, when you go back and read the scripture, you'll see that the spirit of the devil entered into him. So when the spirit of the devil entered into him, he could not do nothing but obey the devil. That's the problem with people don't understand. You play with this thing and you keep playing with it pretty soon, the enemy will snatch you to keep you from coming back. 
just as the prodigal son we was talking about on last week, he, he came to himself. People is not coming to themselves. They come into a church religion. That's what the churches is doing, a lot of them, of making people feel good in themselves. And when you're feeling good in yourself, you lose out on what God trying to get you to see. But anyway, he lost out. I don't want to spend that much time on him. Then we had Peter. Now, Peter uh, Peter and uh, Andrew, they was brethren that say they loved it, the Lord. And, and, of course, they loved it them enough when he said, come and follow. The Bible let us know they dropped their nets. And they went towards to do the will of God. But Peter still had some things in his life. Uh, when we look at Peter, while he's sitting at the table, no doubt he either had a sword or a knife or something uh, by his side. Because uh, uh, you remember after they got up from the uh, supper table and went and Jesus went into the garden against Gethsemane, and told them to pray, watch while he go pray. The Bible let us know that they fell asleep. And then yeah, he came to them and said, look, can y'all not watch for one hour? And then again, they fell asleep again. And then he said, came to them, sleep on. Well, by that time, that's when the crowd came to arrest Jesus. When the crowd came to arrest him, Peter took his sword or uh, his Whatever he had, his knife, big knife or loose knife, I don't know. But he swung at one of the soldiers. And the Bible said he cut the man's ear off. Jesus picked the man's ear back up, put it back on him, and said, people, put away your sword. Put away your knife. We don't, we don't need that. See, a lot of people think that they got the way. I know how I'm going to help the Lord. I'm going to do this and do that. God ain't asking you to help, but I, I, I learned a valuable lesson. When I was working for signal delivery, I had a problem, and I would run down the road. I, I, I All of a sudden, I knew I was going to do the same thing. And pretty soon, uh, it was about this season of the time, and uh, we was hauling a lot of freight, and I thought, I'm going to get a head start because I wanted to do something uh, uh, when I got home. So I left early, and then I went and picked up the trailer that I usually didn't suppose that I always picked it up, but it was picking it up because I knew that that's what it, I thought that's what it was going to send me. And in the process, I realized, wait a minute, the man going to call me after a while. When he, when he called, um, and when I called him, I'm sorry, because back then we didn't have the cell phones and stuff, I stopped and called him, and he says, uh, okay, where are you? You back on the clock? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, I want you to go back. The other way. I said, but I already came. He said, what? He said, why did you do that? I said, well, because I figured that's what we was going to do anyway. And since I knew that what you was going to tell me to do, he said, listen, don't do us no favors. You just do what we are asking you to do. And I learned a valuable lesson. He said, man, you are, we are a multi-million dollar company. You get a paycheck from us. So since you get a paycheck, you can't figure out what we want to do. You just do what you're supposed to do to get your paycheck. Folks, let me tell you something. That taught me a lesson right there. Here's what I'm saying to you. You're just getting a, 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 
uh, whatever he promised you, eternal life. That's all you're getting out of this deal. And some may get a crown or some crown that, but you still get an eternal life. That's the bottom line. Now, you don't need to do God no favor. Just obey God. Just do what God telling you to do. We got too many people trying to tell this person and tell that person instead of doing what the Lord have commissioned you to do from the word of God. If you're not doing what the word of God have commissioned you to do, then there is no effect going to take place. Look around you. Look around you. I don't care. You say, well, uh, uh, the big church. The big church might be big only because the man has a peri- uh, uh, I can't even call the word right now, but he has the ability to pull people together. That doesn't mean that's in the will of God because he's pulling people together, the charisma. That's what I was trying to say. But that, that don't be in the person that have the small church that doesn't believe, that doesn't say that he's out of the will of God as well. He could be that God trying to get him to see himself in some things. I'm telling you, I, I, I thank God in these last uh, eight or nine months how God began to open up my understanding how that I was willing to stand against the naysayers, amen, and obey God. And when the enemy came forward and said, well, I know what I'll do. I'll cut your uh, salary, and then you'll find out what you're going to do then. But because God was ahead of the devil, then I say I'm going to stand and obey God even the more. So what I'm saying to you today, we got to stand and be the disciple that God called us to be. Now, Peter, yes, he loved the Lord. Yes, he sure did. But Peter had to get his attitude in check. Some of you need to get your attitude in check. Why? Because there's some ground rules. Like I told you before, I'm staying on the ground rules. The ground rules is summed up in, the, in, the, in, in, in Matthews 22, uh, 37, where I said that you must love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, body, mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, you can talk this talk all you want to. If you're not loving your neighbor, and who is your neighbor? Whoever God put you in the midst of them. If you're not loving them like you love yourself, then guess what? You got some work to do. You got to be conformed. You got to be uh, transformed. I'm sorry. You have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to give God what he have ordained for you to do. Trust me, folks. We are going to leave here. Everything we see, it's going to be burnt up. I don't care if you get the car. Uh, I have somebody that works for uh, a friend that works for millionaires and, and, and different people that accumulate a large sum of money. And when they get old, they wind up because they don't want to put them in the nursing home. They have to get private care. And they pan out big bucks. We're talking about big bucks a month just to keep them halfway satisfied in their old age, meaning to keep the house uh, in a certain way and and, and keep uh, them getting the medicine. And all the money that they made, it don't mean nothing. Why? Because it's going to be burnt up. Everything. You're going to lose everything. So as it is with people today. 
we are going to lose everything. The only thing we got to hold on to is Jesus. Now when we see about James and John, another two brothers, another two disciples that we've saw how that Peter and, Peter and Andrew was, but John and uh, uh, James was a little bit different. Now James got to be really hard, you know, of the ministry because he saw Christ in a different way. If you know, you go and read the book of James, you'll find, oh, they all talking about the ground rules that Brother Ware talking about. There is no way, trust me, you can't get around it unless you got some kind of rules and regulation in whatever, even in your home. You got to have rules and regulation for your children. If you don't, they'll run you out of the house. Now, that's your own flesh and blood. Now, how is it that you don't think that God wants us to have rules and regulations? So when he tells you to love your neighbor as yourself, he is telling you that, look, you got to begin to pray. How many times that we pray for people? Yes, there's some folks doing some things that, man, I think they're totally out of order. But I just keep my mouth shut, and then I begin to pray. I, I see a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, that I'm saying there's no way these people don't know that. But it could be that they don't know that because I can see it. That doesn't make they can see it. You know, when we was driving truck, um, uh, I was up high. So I could look down on the white lines and see further even when it was foggy. So, therefore, I'm saying, why are these people slowing around in the left-hand lane? But once I begin to get in the car and say, I'm looking straight ahead. I can't look down like I was looking when I was in the truck. So, everybody got a different point of view. Now, here's what we are saying. If you, what kind of disciple that you are, that you are not like this one or that one. You know, Matthews. Let's deal with Matthew. Those of you that's blue collar, what we call the rich, you know, that's that's good. I mean, uh, look like to me, Matthews could have he could have financed the whole work of Christ. I believe he could because he was a tax collector. And boy, the, ta- the people's dislike the tax collector. They in turn say, hold up. You up there eating with sinners. Y'all master, y'all this eating with sinners. Uh, he going and eating, uh, uh, abiding in the house of Matthews. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me, Christ, you don't have the insight to know who you are? Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Certain things you can know, but you need to keep your mouth shut and learn how to pray before you speak something. Because when you speak things and you have not prayed about it, you're going to get flesh involved. And if you get flesh involved, then that's the devil. Whether you believe it or not, the devil use whatever opening he can use. And a lot of people, a lot of people uh, say, I'm obeying God. But they're obeying God in the wrong spirit. And when you're obeying God in the wrong spirit, it is not God, folks. God is love. Yes, the same love will rebuke. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I, I understand that. But you'll do it in love. The Bible says, let your speech be seasoned with salt. 
other words, salt hurt. Let me tell you something. When we uh, uh, have a cut on the finger and you mess around and put salt on your hand, that burns. Why? Because salt was used at, as a preserver. Salt was used as melting ice, and you all see that now. And many other things. When I was a kid, we used it as preserved. When we killed uh, the swine, when I was eating unclean food, we salted it down with salt to preserve it. And every once in a while, Daddy would turn it over and put a little salt, uh, cover it up. And that stuff was so salty that even the, uh, uh, what you call it, the, uh, the mice wouldn't even bother it. It would stay on that. It would stay on that table, and and we kept the bacon, whatever. And like I said, I'm I'm not into trying to promote none. I'm trying to get you to see what the purpose of salt. We sometimes miss that. And when Matthews come, see when we come to Christ, we should be so gracious. We should be so happy that He chose you that he called you out of sin, that he chose you to be that individual that have willing to suffer for Christ, willing to do what the scripture said when we came on, pick up your cross. See, let me go back to it. Let me go back to it. I don't want to label for uh, it says, uh, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Now, we'll say we deny himself, but boy, you crossed the wrong person. You say the wrong thing to that person. That person, ah, well, I got to get them straight. I got to do this. They don't pray. When they don't pray, then the enemy take hold. So, therefore, that whatever they're going through with at that time, you're going to have to go through it again because you have not passed the test. And as I said, it, uh, uh, back when I was a kid, when we played baseball, it was unorganized, even though we had some rules and regulations, like some of the churches do. We had a few rules and regulations. But the rules and regulations we had, if you couldn't hit good, we would let somebody come and take your last hit to keep from striking out. Even though that person may strike out, but most of the time that person was a better hitter than the person that was up there. So they would take their last. And that person would run to the base after he would hit the ball. So what I'm saying, that wasn't a regular rule and a regulation now, and, 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 but that's the rule we made up and other kids made up. There's the pro that's the problem with the church. We make up an un unscheduled rule, an undocumented rule. And when we make up an undocumented rule, we in turn wind up standing on that and making that law. Now, the commandments of God is the law. I'm not, I, I can't change from that. I can't tell you that it's all right for you not to obey that. Okay, you say, well, I don't think, I think we've done away with it. Well, go back to Matthews there since you, even though Matthews is uh, considered really the Old Testament, it hadn't been the New Testament hadn't came forth because Jesus hadn't shed his blood and he hadn't told them that the wine was the New Testament. Go back and read the Lord's Supper in the 13th chapter. says uh, that that was, that was the New Testament. So here's what I'm saying. 
because your made-up rules and regulation may be good for your organization, but is it good for Christ? And that's the key word. It got to be good for Jesus Christ because he's the one died for you. He's the one shedding his blood. He's the one that says holiness uh, that all men should follow peace through Apostle Paul in the book of Hebrews. Uh, follow, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man should be, uh, uh, should, oh man, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man should see the Lord. This is what I'm trying to get you to understand. It still come back down to the ground rules, the ground rules. So the ground rules of the disciple that you are, what kind of disciple did he call you? Did it call you to be a loving disciple? Some people's love more than others. And I grant you, you need to love. You need to quit looking at what somebody else say and do what you say. You might can help. When you look at Barnabas, uh, had this special love. He had this special compassion. He didn't worry about what Peter was saying because Peter had a different uh, point of view. If we take our eyes off of the disciples, of somebody else and look at the disciple that Christ is calling you to be. If you can be that disciple and, and, and follow the ground rules, because in the book of James, James lets you know the man that said do not uh, uh, kill and the other one said don't commit adultery. But if I do know, if I don't kill nobody, but if I can commit adultery, well, you can read it. It's in James. It's, you still become a transgression of the law. And that's what the preachers are scared to tell you, that you need some ground rules. You can't come in the church any kind of way. The church is designed to be a holy place, a place that people come together to work. I know everybody, you, you Bible, man, by the way, we are the church. Okay, you be in the church. But guess what? When you come into our assembly, you should come that God might be glorified, not coming to show off your shape, to show off your this, to show how much money you got. No, ma'am, no, sir. You shouldn't be doing this. You should be coming that you hear a word from the Lord. Sometimes we don't get a word from the Lord, and you have to go to fellowship. Now, don't get me wrong. I ain't into that. I, I, I just believe that's why we go in an era. We, we done built up the building so bad till we missing to be obedient to God and to be a witness and that the power and the anointing of God would flow through your life. People don't even want to get healed unless you go to a building to get in a line. People don't want to even get delivered. It's a church. I was going to take a picture of it on, on a Friday night. It's healing night. Uh, come on now, you mean to tell me that's the only time you're going to get healed? On a, on a, on a uh, Wednesday night, it's miracle night. Uh, you mean to tell me that's the only time you can get a miracle? But that, I mean, this is, uh, and it ain't little uh, fly-by-night fellowship. It's a nice-sized fellowship, and they appetize that on their sign. Listen, folk, it's time out for that. It's time for you to really believe that Christ is dwelling in you and you in him, and your attitude plays a part in your walk with Christ. If you don't have the right attitude, how can you be a fisherman of men? 
How can you be? I know I just touched on five of the disciples and, and, and should have went further, but how in the world can you expect that Christ going to be anything in your life when you're spending so much time going contrary to the word of God. I'm telling you, the word of God says you should be long-suffering, should be gentle. I know that. Oh, yes. You say, well, Brother Ware, you don't be long-suffering. No, 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 no. Brother Ware tries to be long-suffering. But I cannot compromise on the rules and the regulation. God put it in my heart. I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to teach that. I'm going to let people know you just can't do anything you want to do and say you're a part of the body. You're bringing a reproach to the name of Christ. Some of you have brought such a reproach that sinners look at you and say, I don't want to do this thing. Somebody was saying, well, Brother Ware, if somebody had a saw, so-and-so and so-and-so, they would have said, wow. And then I thought, well, if that person had a saw, that means that person was wrong too. But nevertheless, it ain't about that person. It's about you. What are you really doing to be a disciple of Christ? What kind of disciple? If you're a church disciple, if you're just winning people to a building, or are you a named disciple of yourself? I don't know what you are. You evaluate it. But don't go by what these preachers telling you, that if you follow, repeat this, that make you say, peoples are not converted because they listening to other people and not to the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to come before your peoples. And that one, that's one that's confused in any way. God, I ask you to regulate their heart and mind that they may know it's not about anything but Jesus being lifted up. Because the scripture declared, if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto him. So we are trying to lift them up at this moment. At this time, as we come over the airway, we asking you, Lord, to guide the words that I spoke that they may see themselves and realize that they have a calling to be a disciple of you. I praise you. I honor you. In Jesus to Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Listen, we having a special guest on next week. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's the last Thursday of the month. One of the brothers that used to be with me uh, before God moved them on and all, and we will be on the air. And we will appreciate you uh, bringing forth your questions or whatever. Uh, I'm believing, God, that that's going to be a blessing. And not only that, we would love to hear from some of you. Some of you said you was going to do this and do that, but we hadn't heard. Sacrifice. I don't believe in New Year's resolution and all that because I know uh, January is not a new year. A new year is the spring, but new calendar year it may be we would love to hear from you all right that's brother where brother james where dot or or you can reach me by dialing 404-293-7557 that's 404-293-7557 
or visit us as we say on the website, uh, brotherjamesware.org. And in the message, you can go on and review it. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina, 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 1.18. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for anything. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone.